Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. She doesn't even go here. Yesterday I did Gucci, so and today Fendi. So. It's hot. Hey, it's Nikki Jensen and Brie Picconi, and we're late, late to the party, a weekly podcast about film, fashion, and pop culture from two best friends, mentally thirty, flirty, and thriving. Yes. And this week we're talking about the classic, or at least classic in my home, same 2004 romantic comedy, 13 Going on 30, starring Jennifer Gardner and Mark Ruffalo. This movie is so good. It's it's like the ultimate comfort movie. Like, it might be one of my favorite romantic comedies. I know I haven't really said that. I think because I haven't wanted to be like, like to steal let your favorite. Out. You know no, what I mean? Because I'm out. like, this is your favorite. It can't be my favorite. I know that's silly, but. No, it's definitely up there, like in my top five. I, Brie, I'm so excited to talk about 13 going on 30 because it's one of those movies, like, it seems like when we started this podcast, just knowing us mm. and the movies we love, the movies that bond us, 13 going on 30 seems like a no brainer. And it's yeah. taken like a year and a half, two years to do it. But it's because this movie makes me cry. And it hits me very deep, and it's, I, I don't know, it's mm. its light and fluffy, and I, I understand that, but I don't know, it hits me to my core. I, you know, I understand. I know I gave you a hard time a few days ago when you said it made you cry. I'm like, really? This movie? When I watched it again, I also cried, like, three different, like, at three different points. Me and too? I wonder Wait, if three different same. points? Yeah, it was me three too. different points. I don't know if they're the same points. Sorry, I almost blew up the mic. I'm like, oh my God, did we just become best friends? This is like the podcast within the podcast. I know. <laughs> what points did you cry at? Okay. Let's say, about the same, let's say it at the same, same time. time. Okay. One, two, three. When, when she, she goes to the mom's house. Oh. Oh. What? <laughs> we realize we're not best friends. We're like, see ya. Oh. <laughs> Uh, you're that, not the girl that I makes thought you were. No, that makes total sense. <laughs> that was the second time for me. Oh, the first time was when she's like when her and um Matt mm -hmm. reconnect for the first time, and he like brings her back to her place, and he leaves, and she's like Arrivederci, and he walks away like he's not gonna say ciao. Uh, it just got. I don't know why. I was like, uh. you know what? It did hit me <laughs> a little bit. Uh. Because it's like the not as serious, way not a serious version of like, I just wanted to take another look at you. <laughs> I, was born. Yeah. I was like, I was done. I was like, I know what this means. Yeah. Yeah. Got me. But, but uh, <laughs> the mom's house. The mom's house makes me cry. And then, of course, you know, spoiler alert, the ending. The ending yeah. When Matt is like, I love you. And then decides to marry his girlfriend. Mm hmm. Yeah, that part really got me. Yeah. Like ugly, that made me ugly cry. Like for real, I didn't think I would. I'm like, wow, this must be what Nikki meant. I, 
I have been mentally thinking about the because I watched it a couple days ago. Rewatched Thirteen Going on Thirty, and I was like, I don't know how to articulate these feelings I have for this movie that I like understand. Like I can see its blind spots. Like I'm aware that it's just like a, you know, it has blind spots. A mid budget, yeah. Oh. Like I think I think the whole subplot of her in the fashion magazine doesn't like really hit as hard yeah but it did back in my mind like growing up so informative i was like this is gonna be me yeah well no okay i saw this movie did you see this movie in theaters back in the day i honestly don't remember i know i've seen it a lot at sleepovers like especially at your house like i remember we watched this movie a lot and i think that's most of my experience with this movie do you want to get really sad though we watched this movie well like years before we turned 13 uh-huh. and i remember thinking 13 was old watching this movie like mature <laughs> like eight or mature, something you were like nine or ten yeah. yeah but i was like oh 13 the mature age of 13 and dang 30? we wanted to be 13 though probably at that age it's crazy oh, yeah. how like when you're a kid like you always want to be older and then when you get mm-hmm. older you want to be younger yeah that yeah. whole dynamic. I don't know. I feel like this movie unpacks that a bit. You know, the 23-year-old teenage girl. Yeah. Like, meme or aesthetic on the internet mm-hmm. is just tr- trying to be 13 again. Yeah. Such is life. Makes me really existential. I know. No, this movie can really make you <laughs> existential. No, but this is a fun movie, and I'm so excited to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. It. Let's not go too crazy, right? No, I love this movie. I love... I don't know. I feel like I have everything about it. Same. I love Mark Ruffalo. Like, I typically don't really go for him. You know, I'm not like, oh, he's a hottie. But in this movie, he's very charming. And it, he charms me, like, slowly. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. No, I'm I'm gay. Like, I'm in love with Jennifer Gardner and Mark Ruffalo in this movie. Right out of the bat, right off the gate. I love it. And yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo and um, Jesse Bradford and Bring It On are like... Neck and neck for my my dream rom com man. Yeah, throwing a Freddie Prince Jr. in there too. So if you had to cast someone in a dream rom com, who would you have as your leads? Who? <laughs> this is hard. What if I like? I feel like two years ago, speaking of just starting the podcast, two years ago I would have been like Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. Yeah, but that's already happened. Um, you know what I will say? I would love Zendaya in a Jenna Rink esque role. Yeah. That would be really fun to see because I don't think since Disney Channel we've seen her. Like a little dorky? Yeah. Maybe MJ, but not to the same effect. I would love to see her in a rom-com. What about you? Yeah. Um, Well, well, because I was just thinking anybody, like... uh (laughs) You know, just anybody. (laughs) No, but like like any... like I feel like maybe Matthew McConaughey. Now? But not now. Like in a... Oh, in like an alternate, in an alternate universe? universe. Yeah. Ooh, Keanu. Keanu. As, uh, Maddie. Oh, my God. Have him. You know, we don't see him a lot as like a romantic lead, do we? No. Just something's got to give us the most we. Oh, the best, though. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I This is a thinker. I, I'm sorry but to put all that on you. Question. I know. I'm like, wow. I, I don't know who I would pick as the leading lady. Like Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Not as a lady, but maybe as a lady. Yeah. Oh, him and like Sir Ronan, not to go full lady. I know. I'd be very cute though. It would. Weren't they also like little women? They were also. Yes. Dating? Yeah. Um, Joe March and um, what's his face? Yeah. 
I want to say little Timmy because that's little Timmy <laughs> in real life. Yeah, little Timmy can get it. I don't know. Um, I'm sorry. Probably shouldn't ask questions that I can't answer myself. <laughs> yeah, don't ask a question. It sounded like a fun, lighthearted question, but now I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Every time you're like, pick some people in young Hollywood. I'm like Zendaya. No, but I was thinking like any, like just like um, anyone you want at any time. Anytime. Maybe that's Jennifer Gardner and and. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> this movie. No, this movie. Like is I would great. just make this movie. This movie is great. Full stop. Yeah. Like I usually can come up with something jaded or whatever, but no, I don't know. Like I said, for all its shortcomings, it has it has big heart. No thirteen going on thirty slander in this household. <laughs> no, I have nothing bad to say about thirteen going on thirty. Like oh. by the way, just <laughs> for the record. <laughs> well. According to Google, 13 Going on 30 is about a girl who's sick of the social structures of junior high and is transformed into a grown-up overnight. In this feel-good fairy tale, teenager Jenna wants a boyfriend, and when she's unable to find one, she fantasizes about being a well-adjusted adult. Suddenly, her secret desire becomes a reality, and she is transformed into a 30-year-old Jennifer Gardner. But adulthood, with its own set of male-female challenges, isn't as easy as it looks. True. Google um, summaries <laughs> always giving us nothing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this movie's so much more. It kind of, well, it's like if Big was a 13-year-old girl. It, yeah. It's like Big Basically. starring Tom Hanks. Exactly. Yeah. Which I love. I love it, too. I love seeing, like, a fully grown Jennifer Gardner acting like she's 13, like, just doing the silliest things and being, like, the cutest. Yeah most likable hilarious planet yeah funny which is so funny to think about um so like i watched a like a behind the scenes special feature and so i guess jennifer gardner was like poking fun at herself in the interviews and she was like filming alias during the time that she was also filming 13 going on 30 like it was during a hiatus and um jennifer gardner jokes in the interview she's like basically the cast of alias was all laughing at me because they're like between scenes you're like a 13 year old girl or anyways so why oh. not star in one of like in a movie as one it just comes naturally yeah her her goofiness i like it I do too yeah that's what keeps you young right i think so i don't know i i love the idea of jennifer gardner like like in one hand she's like a badass early aughts kick-ass lady mm-hmm. and then on the other hand she's like a romantic lead I like seeing her as a romantic lead. I do too. She has me. Like this movie, this movie is also perfectly cast in general. Like I feel like. I agree. I don't know. Her, she has a lot of chemistry with Mark Ruffalo. And Judy Greer as the best friend. Ah, I love that. The quintessential 2000s rom-com best friend, Judy Greer. I know. I love how Judy Greer was, she was working, you know. Oh my God. That lady was booked and busy Mm. from 2000, like two to 2004. I live for it. Same. Also, the the um kids like they look so much like their counterpart, like their older counterparts. Like it's so mind blowing. Like they just did a great job. Because sometimes that bothers me when you have to like really stretch your mind and be like, wait, they picked this child actor. They picked this as the adult part. Like, and they don't look anything alike. Like they looked so much alike that I buy into this whole reality. Definitely, I, I the casting in Thirteen Going on Thirty is very grounded in a in a weird way. But yeah. I agree. It, they really do look like, for one, they look like real kids. Yeah. Which is, very, is, a, is a little 
more rare when you get into teenage territory. And then, yeah, they just look very similar. Like, I totally believe Maddie being kind of like the pudgy, not Jack Black in School of Rock, <laughs> but like, but on his way. On his way. Um, if he know, goes down a different path. Definitely. Just loving like talking heads and being an outcast. I, I totally see it. Yeah. I don't know if Mark Ruffalo was like that, but that's how I think about him in my head. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And he just like turned out kind of cute. Yeah. Kind of hot. He also went to high school in Virginia Beach. Mark Ruffalo? Yes, he did. Hey, that's kind of close to to our Do we get to claim him as a hometown boy? Yeah, can we? I don't know. I feel like people do that sometimes. (laughs) They're like, Barbara Streisand lived here for one year. She's a hometown queen. (laughs) I mean, it's Barbara Streisand. I guess if she was there, you know. I'd probably feel the same way. Barbara Streisand was a Babs stuck her toe in the water. You'd be like, she's from here. Her, her own. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so the movie starts out with young Jenna Rink, played by Jennifer Gardner. And she's a 13-year-old girl in the 80s. Is yes. it 1987? I think so, yeah. I'm loving this 80s fantasy as well because we weren't alive in the 80s. So it's like, it's cool to see it from like a teenager's perspective. I love the costuming in 13 going on 30 as well, with the, especially with the teenagers, because it feels like when you look at old photographs of teenagers in the 1980s, you know, influenced by all of the Molly Ringwald, John Hughes films mm-hmm. and Madonna. But it looks real. It just it, it looks really real. Those bangs. Definitely. Those 80s bangs. And they look properly 80s not like glammed out i feel like sometimes in movies kind of for comedic effect but yeah they look very like too glam glammed 80s yeah yeah and we need to be real let's be real like i like that this movie is you know more realistic and it's probably how teenagers actually dress like not it felt it yeah did you clock the casting of the six chicks the like the cool group i don't think so. Uh, Brie Larson. Oh, really? Ashley Benson. That was Brie. Oh, yeah. They looked familiar, but I think my mind just. The one actress that looks like a dead ringer for young Judy Greer. Dead ringer. That, that's it's wild. Crazy. That always blew my mind. I'm like, wait, that's not Judy Greer. They have the same profile. <laughs> so wild. Um, Yeah, the, the casting is spot on. I, I wonder how they picked, you know, like, do they pick the kids first and then the adults? Like, I don't know. Who did the casting? I mean, I guess I could just Google it. It is but. so funny, though, in the same, like, behind the scenes, when they interview Mark Ruffalo, he did joke that at one point him and Jennifer Garner wanted it to be them, just like Pen 15 style as the young characters, which would have been very funny. But, yeah, I don't know. Are very like Rami and Michelle, but but that would be that'd a be different. Too far. Movie. It'd be hard. Like thirteen, like that. Oh, that'd be a big stretch. I feel. I'd be hilarious, but kind of take you out of the movie a little bit. Yeah, but hilarious. I don't know. I'm down to clown. But, yeah. What did you think about Young Jenna? I always felt like she was relatable. Like watching this movie growing up, and even now, like looking back, I'm like, oh, like I get it you know she's like stuffing her bra she's like i want to be she's reading her magazine she's like i want to be 30 flirty and thriving which i feel like it's kind of propaganda but (laughs) mostly i don't know i think i'm just a little mad that like magazine jobs just don't seem to be like what they used to be i always thought like i've watched so many movies Mm -hmm. and they've all all the leading ladies that are like thriving 
work at a magazine. Talk about propaganda. I feel like the early 2000s, how what, how would you describe it? Like, they're always like a magazine editor girl. Mm-hmm. And we've been sold lies. Yeah. that. But also throughout, like even the hills up until the, like we were sold this, like that we were going to grow up and become like magazine editors. I, at least I feel like that. Yeah. Wear cute outfits. Right. Wear some uh, Mark by Mark Jacobs in yeah. a random building in New York City. And you'd call the shots and you'd look cute doing it. Or some chopsticks in your hair because you're getting work done, but you're too cool and effortless and busy to have a proper hair tie. Yeah. It's a fantasy. It is. It's a fantasy. It's all lies. <laughs> it's all lies. I, I just, I like that she, you know... It's like, I want to be 30 because I'm like, oh, I remember feeling this way like as a kid, like for the longest time, maybe not like exactly at 13, but definitely by 16. I'm like, you know, let's just get this over with. Like, I just let's fast forward, you know? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I do remember being a kid and wanting to be older. That's a very relatable thing. Yeah. And then just wanting to fit in, I think, too. Yeah. She wants to be cool. She does. What did she say? She says, I don't want to be original. I want to be cool. <laughs> very much. I mean, I don't know. Even as a kid, I had very conflicting thoughts hmm. where I was like, I don't want to be sell out and be cool. But then like, I want to be accepted and like loved by everyone and cool, you know? Yeah. That's where Glee came in and really fucked it all up. How so? Because I was like, oh, I can still be a quote unquote outcast and an underdog, but the most popular girl in theater and call the shots. Ooh. And be, oh. like, be like a little Rachel Bay. Like it sold you a different fantasy. It turned it 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 turned me into like the theater six chick, you know? Ah. It, to, to a degree. Yeah. Did you have like a posse? A no. theater posse? Kind, kind of. But like that's another story. Okay. That's our glee episode. <laughs> Sorry, I will say that I just, for like, the glee. Stare into a corner and I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> like Jenna Rink, I'm like I had a come to Jesus moment in uh, like freshman year of college, and I was like, "I'm mean. I've turned into a mean person." Oh my god! And the long story short, I found my Maddie, which that's why it also makes me cry so yeah. much too. You do have like a real life like romantic comedy happening <laughs> right now, which is kind of awesome. True, and I do feel like I do feel like a little like Jenna yeah. and like Ben, kind of dressed as like Maddie and kind of like has that Mark Ruffalo vibe. I so. can see that. Yeah. yeah. I love how I like Ben's so cute, but I only compare him to ugly people. <laughs> I'm like, you're like Jack Black in the holiday or Mark Ruffalo and 13 going on 30. <laughs> or like a baby Pedro Pascal. <laughs> hey, those are compliments. That I think, right? I think so. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you're like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they don't sound, I don't know. Is is Maddie meant to be hot? Is like Mark Ruffalo I think he meant does, to be hot? Yes, in, movie? in this movie, definitely. And I think he kind of is as the Hulk. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's now too with the salt and pepper hair. Oh yeah, like, he's not a bad looking guy. I just no. don't think of him a lot as like a romantic. Like I don't know. I think maybe just because he's been the Hulk, <laughs> it's really? hard to see past that. Yeah, I think of him in all the serious roles. So it's funny that you think of the Hulk. I think it's <laughs> like, I mean, no, no yeah. shade. It's just I never no, think right. about him as. That, but I think about him at the Academy Awards or whatever, or like him in Poor Things. I forgot he's a serious actor. Yeah, he's like, yeah, pro- I think he's Academy Award nominated. Probably, probably for the kids are all right, or probably something like that. But so you relate to young Jenna? Yes, definitely. Yeah, same. 
I, I don't know. This movie does a really good job of encapsulating what it feels like to be a 13-year-old girl. Yes. Like when her parents come in with the video camera and she's like making out with the TV or something. And she's like, get out of here. And they're like, what makeup are you wearing? She's like, don't look at me. Well, and Jenna wants so bad to fit in with these six chicks. And she has the, her best friend, Maddie, who's like cool but slightly pudgy and likes alternative rock music. And he's like the real cool one. He's cool. But yeah. she's obsessed with like the mean girls, which the is funny because they came out around the same time. But like she's all caught up in that. She wants to be like the girls in the magazines. She doesn't want to be herself. She wants to be yeah. a sex chick. And she wants it so bad because that's what's quote unquote cool. Yes. Which speaking of mean girls, this movie did make me think like there are some parallels. Yeah. Yeah. Like the six chicks are basically like the plastics. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, like, the 80s version of the plastics. And then, like, later on, we find out, like, some history. Like, whenever she reconnects with Matt and he looks back at the yearbook with her, she's like, what happened? Like, I don't remember. And he's like, you know, you were, you guys became friends. Like, you were one of the six chicks. Like, you basically were the leader of the group. So, she became. She became the Katie like Heron. Katie, yeah. To uh, young Judy Greer's Regina George. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It got me thinking. I was like, whoa, because we just watched Mean Girls. Well, and Mean Girls came out around the same time. Yeah. Because I remember very vividly being in fourth or fifth grade and being like really excited because I wanted to see Mean Girls opening weekend and it was sold out. And so I was like, fine, I'll see 13 going on 30 instead. And it became one of my favorite romantic comedies of all time. So, yeah, no regrets. So no regrets. (laughs) Thank you, Mean Girls, for being sold out. But what were we talking about? The six chicks. The six chicks. It's like. It's very heartbreaking to see when Jenna goes through, and it's very cliched. It's very, like, full house special. Yeah. But it gets me every time. I'm a sucker for it. Um, But when she has this party, and Maddie gives her the dream house, mm-hmm. and, you know, is really attentive and a sweet, sweet boy. Yeah. And she just, like... Stuffs that thing in the closet. <laughs> yeah. Treats him like dirt. And... um She's like, get out of here. You're not cool. And all the six checks throw her in the closet and like pretty much leave and say, Maddie, she wants to kiss you. And she doesn't. Well, they also told her that her crush was going to be in there to like make out with her or something. Very full house coded. Yeah, it is very. It does feel like full house for sure. I've I've seen this before. There's like an episode. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like DJ or what's what's the other one? Stephanie. Stephanie. Ah, Stephanie. Talk about being something being coded. Stephanie Tanner is jenna rank coded definitely like that outfit stephanie tanner would dance some mc hammer to that yeah yeah have you seen you've seen those videos right of like little jody sweden just like dancing hip-hop just co- wait actually i think so yeah well it was also a plot point in full house was it yeah like she's on stage yeah the dan- yeah it's like a dance recital yes yeah it's, it's like the girl version of the ryan gosling yes yeah yeah it's iconic Yes, she wants to be 30, flirty, and thriving. Which, can we talk about the dream house that Maddie, Maddie makes for her for one second? Yeah. Maddie is, is like, in tune with the secret. Like, he's a master manifester, vision board maker. Like, Abraham Hicks who? Like, this dude knows about manifesting. Yeah. I just think it's funny that he, like, makes a little cardboard cutout of her. And he's like, here, you're in the bubble bath. You're listening to your favorite jams. <laughs> You're relaxing. And then he's like, here's all the music, you know. Is he a sweet boy or is he going to murder her? It's a a bit creepy, but I think he means well. There's a little. Okay. 
I'm not saying we should cancel 13 going on 30, <laughs> but like Maddie making the dolls, the cutouts of her face plastered onto Barbie dolls. Uh-huh. And like in the bathtub, it's kind of problematic. And then really problematic, but funny, is when Jenna, well, for one, Jenna has full like, she's a full grown ass woman who has sleepovers with 13 year old girls. Uh-huh. That wasn't okay that was when weird. Michael Jackson did it. Yeah. Okay when Jenna does it. Yeah. And then, which they do play on, it's like a gag in the movie, but she does hit on like a little boy. <laughs> that scene gets me. Like, they're at a bar. And she's with her best friend, mm-hmm. Lucy, right? Played by Judy Greer. And she's like, oh, that guy, that hot, first off, that hot guy that was checking her out wasn't even hot. No, he was hella old. <laughs> yeah. And he looked like, you know, Sonny Corleone from The Godfather. No offense to that man. It's just, that's not who I would consider a hottie. Well, compared to Jenna Rink's New York Rangers boyfriend, they're, they're very different hots. Yeah, yeah. They are, but it's funny because she doesn't even give that man a look. Like, she walks right past him and thinks that this hot guy that Lucy was talking about is just this 13-year-old boy sitting by himself at the booth. Also, why is he sitting by himself? I don't know. His mom might have gone to the bathroom. That's what I'm thinking. Benefit of a doubt. Yeah, but she's like, hey, can I borrow your kid? Like, she definitely, like, flirts with him. The part I want to see is when the mom comes back to the table. Yes! And finds the 30-year-old woman... (laughs) Hitting on her 12-year-old son. Oh, my God. That would have been funny. They should have. Oh, man. Do they have any deleted scenes? Or they, like, they do. I haven't seen them. I'm going to be honest. We need to watch those. True. No, she's just, the mom's just like sitting down at the table with him and being like, what are you doing? And calling the cops. <laughs> Police. Actually, you know, it's surprising she didn't get the cops called on her. It's true. Oh. I love I love the chaos, though. Same. I love when she just out loud, she's like, you know, kind of frazzled. Like that first day where she wakes up, she's like, and she runs into Lucy. She's like, you don't understand. I'm 13. And Lucy's like, well, if you're going to lie about your age, at least say you're 27. Like, yes. Good joke. Yeah. Good running gag. That was good. Where's the gags? I feel like, you know what? Maybe it's just because I, I miss a, a rom-com. Mm-hmm. I will say as a person that did not support cinema, did not support the movies and did not see anyone but you, did not see it. Um, I'm the problem. It's me. But I feel like that's what we're missing from rom-coms is that the bits, like you have to do a little bit of the, like they're in on the joke. You, you got to make like two jokes about Jenna Rink thinking she's 13. Like yeah. you got, I don't know. It's, it's a, the spice. Got to really razz them. Yeah, gotta give them the riz. The riz. The riz. Jenna Rings got riz. Wait, wait, wait. What does that mean again? Riz. You know, I don't know what that means. You know, riz. I say it's like a Rizzo. I only think about that meme where I'm like Rizzo. (laughs) Rizzo looks, and I, I can make fun of myself. I also look like Rizzo. I do too. But um, Rizzo has riz. But also looks like an olive pit. Think about it. Like, you know, a Kalamata like olive. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't he? Doesn't that rat? <laughs> yeah. Don't I look like an olive pit? Thoughts? <laughs> Comment down below. <laughs> Leave, rate and review. Yeah. Do I look like an olive pit? <laughs> oh. 
Don't answer that. I don't know if I can handle that. I don't, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I don't think you do. I think Rizzo does. Rizzo is straight up all of pit. Yeah. Oh my this God. is quality content. <laughs> it is. This is what the people want, right? But no, so so Jenna has like the the magic fairy tale scenario of the dream house falling on her with some wishing dust. Oh yeah, the wishing and dust. She's like, she like, I want to be thirteen or not thirteen. I want to be thirteen. Let's get that straight. But I want to be 30, flirty, and thriving. Did you ever try to do this? Like, did you ever think if you recited it enough, it would happen for you? Or <laughs> just no. me? No. I mean, I didn't either. Wait, no. what? What did you do? Because I did something very similar with a different movie. Oh. What did you do, though? I don't know. I think I did everything that the movies showed me. You know, I tried to bring back someone. I don't know who. Oh, with a hairbrush. And but they- No, but that's what I was thinking of. I used to do that. <laughs> I don't know who I would bring to life. I guess my Barbie, because I didn't. I don't think anyone was dead that I wanted to bring back. Like, in a, I don't know how I'd get their hair. We're talking about life size. Life size. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the iconic movie Life Size starring Lindsay Lohan and Tyra Banks. Yeah. I just feel like there was a lot of things in the movies that I just believed like would happen if you just... I don't know. I don't know. I thought the movies were real. I, I'm, I'm so Delulu. I'm sorry. You're not. No, but I'm convinced. Like, I always thought that I would, you know, reconnect with someone from like uh, being a, like 13 uh-huh. <laughs> you know i thought we would like reconnect and but you did see that's what's wild to me <laughs> is you're living this movie except you didn't black out from 13 right unless well, it's something you're not telling that's us trauma see, <laughs> my life is just 13 going on 30 but like replace the wishing dust with trauma gotcha so yeah i did wake i did when i was 13 i was like i want to be you know 30 no no no, definitely not i was not i was like i would like to be 25 25 yeah stop don't age anymore (laughs) and then yeah all that blackout was trauma and then yeah i'm living (laughs) now you're coming to my rom-com life but i don't know i really love the realization when she discovers that she is now 30 flirty and thriving yeah all of the above Yes, and she has that Freaky Friday meltdown. The nightgown is pretty much iconic at this point, for lack of a better term. It has, it looks like a like a, a poochy type of print mm-hmm. on her sleep mask, but she has a Corinne Gilson nightgown on. I love it. Love it. I love it paired with that polka dot blazer. Yes. I, I don't know. That's pretty much my favorite outfit I love in this, the movie. I love that she wears it out. Just, I mean, it, it looks good. It does. Which Judy Greer, like, jab is so 1997. Yeah. Which also something that would not fly today because that's in. That's again, in. I know. God. People would, like, pay big money for that dress. Definitely. Like, over $100. I mean, can I, I did look. I, I searched high and low. There's a lot of 13 going on 30 fashion has definitely taken, like, the Etsy world and, like, the cider Shein world by storm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've even been influenced. I have a. You have that. I, I have the Versace knockoff cider version of the Versace spring 2003. I love it. Dress. But but yeah, the the fashion in this does have a like a low key chokehold because I wouldn't say 13 going on 30 is a fashion film. No, but it has some iconic fashion. Some it does. iconic costuming. 
I even like Judy Greer's dress, like in that thriller scene, the mermaid. I love all of her outfits. Yeah. I love the end, one of the end scenes she's in, she wears this like green top, just this very like mid-2000s top that's just perfection. And it's green because she's a snake. Because she's a snake. Oh my gosh. Is that why she's always wearing green? (gasps) That's how I interpreted it. (laughs) I like it. Uh, But speaking of costuming, we need to talk about it. Yes. Yeah. So costume designer Susie DeSanto, she did like Miss Congeniality, Little Black Book, Hope Floats. Um, She was the costume designer for this film. And she talks about telling a story with the fashion. And she posed the question, how would 13-year-old you dress today? Mm -hmm. Which is very interesting because I was trying to think about it yesterday. And I do try to make child Nikki very proud like that's my one goal but what about you what would how would you dress if you woke up and you were 13 today yeah i don't know there's a part of me that's like paul frank <laughs> just default to like <laughs> what bobby jack the like knockoff the paul bo- frank oh yeah bobby jack i forgot about him i think i had more bobby jack than actual paul frank now that i'm looking back i think i got them paul frank had like like different eyes Definitely. Paul Frank was way cooler, but I, I feel like we got stuck with Bobby Jack. I think, yeah, now that I thought I was wearing, oh my God, Nick, I thought I was wearing Paul Frank this whole time. I was wearing Bobby Jack. Whoa. <laughs> but maybe something like that. I, you know, jeans. I, I know what I, I don't know. I, you're like jeans. <laughs> but well, <laughs> I'm like, would I wear stuff that's cool now? But what's cool now is also what was cool back then. You know what I mean? It's true. And I feel like as a, a third, but like, would I be, is this like, you know, like a Freaky Friday situation? Like, would I have the same mind as I do now? Like, would I be fully developed? Oh, that's a good point. Well, yeah. Well, no. Or if I was just like, I'm 13. How would, I guess if you pulled a Jenna Rank. Uh-huh. And you as 13-year-old Brie was in present 2024. Oh, okay. If I was just like time jump. As someone, I wouldn't say 30, but someone closer to 30 than 13, how would you dress? <laughs> well, just right. You're closer to 30 than 13. Yeah, I, I am. But wait. That's not false news. No, I didn't say it was. I'm just now, this is more meta. No, no, no. Wait, hold no. on. Hold on. So in the past, I think I'm just having trouble with the question. <laughs> No, okay, if you woke up tomorrow, okay, if you were 13, 13 years old, what was that, like 2007? Yeah. 2000, yeah. Like, and, and I woke up now. You were in the late 2000s. I whacked you over the head. <laughs> okay. And you woke up. Oh. Uh, and it was 2024. Yeah, but I didn't age. I just have always been 13. Mentally, yes, you did age. <laughs> okay. Yes, you did. Wait, I did? Yeah, you aged, but mentally, you're still 13. Like, in 13 going, I'm describing the plot. Oh, I thought you said if I was a 13-year-old's body, what would I wear? <laughs> I'm so, I was like, this is the reverse. That's why I'm having trouble. I'm no. Sorry. I'm, I'm totally, so sorry. I misunderstood the assignment. Okay, if the same thing happened... If yeah, if you pulled a Jenna rank, yeah, and woke your, how would your thirteen-year-old self dress? Dress now, today? okay, yes. Well, 
probably more colorful, you know? Mm. Probably more colorful. Probably more nods to the 2000s. Probably like some tacky stuff, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 trend right now would 13-year-old Brie just just be crazy about? I don't know if this is a trend anymore at the moment, but like something wild, like really wide leg jeans. Maybe like almost Jenko or the like adjacent, Ooh. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, just something tacky though, like tacky colors, like lime green, you, you know, like uh, yeah. I just I feel like it'd be more. I probably would dress more fun than I do now. I think I'm just like thinking. I'm like, oh man, maybe I should dress like I'm 13. That is a a, a message of the movie, like that we're more authentic. As when 13 year olds. Yeah. Like before we're jaded and tainted by the world, you That's know? That's true. Yeah. I, I think 13 year old me would definitely lean into aesthetics like very hard. So I think like one day I'd be like, this is an old trend, but like tomato girl the next day, I'd be uh, whatever. Like it would be like dress up to me. So if I was yes. my age, but like 13 year old, a 13 year old in my body, I would be, be dressing like, up. Yeah, like I would one day, you know, go to work like I'm an office siren in the early 2000s. The next day I'd be like full Courtney Love. You know, like the next day I'd be like fresh faced, like a Hailey Bieber. Like I'd try on all the little micro trends. I'd be like indie sleaze one day and I'd be that's whatever fun. the next. I like this answer. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. I think also probably anything where I could like rim my eyes with dark <laughs> liner because that's what i was really into at 13 you could just like that power (laughs) i like it as long as you give me cool eyeliner i'm like good to go um but you were talking about the movie trope like the rom-com trope of working as a magazine editor right yeah they also do the movie trope of waking up and realizing you're in a different body yes i thought of that too i'm like this is very like freaky friday coded this is like i don't know there's a lot of movies. I love movies that have a bit like a sprinkle of magic, though. Same. Oh, I love a good like all the the hijinks that ensue when it's like a Freaky Friday or like a hot chick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we were. I feel like in the 2000s, like the early 2000s, we were obsessed with like body swapping or something. It was a real like plot device. It and, was. And they used it. That's what a device is. It's something you use. And yeah. I think. Sorry, I, didn't, I don't know why I'm like, it's something you use. It's something you use. I just have a very hard stance on this plot device. I love it. Same. I need more. No, I I don't know. I think it's always intriguing. Like, because we, you know, we always imagine like what, what it would be like to be someone else or, or yourself in a different scenario. I know. What if you woke up one morning and you were your mom? What if you woke up one morning and you were Rob Schneider, Rob Schneider or Rachel McAdams? Oh, yeah. What would One's you do? better than the other. Um, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Um, just kidding. You'd rather be Rachel Oh, my God. What if? Um, I feel like I'm just waiting to wake up as Rob Schneider. I'm like, instead of 30, flirty and thriving, I'm like, Rob Slob, no job. Yeah. The hot chick. Oh, my God. Um, or yeah, one day you wake up and you realize you got everything you wanted and you are beautiful Jennifer Gardner. Mm-hmm. You are making bank as a magazine editor. You're the most popular. 
You were the prom queen. Mm-hmm. You have the hottest guy on the New York Rangers. You, you know, yeah, have closets full of Moschino. Dream closet, Jacob. by the way. Every Fendi baguette, like Harry Bradshaw, who? I know. Jenna Rink is who. Um, yes. But yeah, so what happens when you get everything you, you want? want? Yeah. Ultimately, that's not what she wants because, like, when she refers back to her 13 year old self, mm. she misses her mom and her dad and her best friend, Maddie. Yeah. Which makes me cry. Yeah. <laughs> no, same. Uh, I love the message in this movie, you know? And I think we sometimes worry about the wrong things just in general, like, as people, you know? I think what it really encapsulates this is the Vienna Billy Joel needle drop. When Jenna goes back home and rides yes. the train, because she hasn't, she doesn't go to like visit them on Christmas, her parents, or you know, she doesn't really talk to them, and she just like wants her mom and dad and wants to go home. No, that part gets me. Yeah, it's one of my favorite needle needle drops of all time. Yeah, that song too. I'm honestly, I'm not that familiar with that song. Vienna like is one of my favorite Billy Joel songs. I remember. As a kid being obsessed with this soundtrack, for one, but also Billy Joel. Yeah. It says, like, slow down, you crazy child. You're so ambitious for a juvenile. Yeah. And then it's, like, what is the hurry about? Like, I don't know. It makes you think. You're like, yeah, why do we rush? Doesn't it also say, like, something about, like, you'll burn out or you'll burn it out? You can't be everything before your time. Only fools are satisfied. Yep. Yeah. Vienna waits for you. That is like the perfect, like all the needle drops in this movie just hit. How do you feel about 80s music? I love 80s music. Yeah, no doubt about it. I don't know why. I have a soft spot for 80s music. I think Same. part of it, I think, is, um, you know, when we used to go to dance class, like mm-hmm. I think a lot of the songs we danced to, at least in my class, we were 80s songs. Yeah, I never, I wish. I, I just feel like I grew up with, the 80s 90s and today yeah radio station exactly just familiar with them I, I feel like i came out of the womb being a big madonna fan yeah so yeah hearing borderline or like holiday or dress you up yeah the ultimate madonna pop i don't know something about it really appeals to me like jenna rink one of the first music videos i saw not thriller but beat it i used to i was like obsessed with beat it as yes. a little kid I was like, I knew I liked, I knew I liked moto jackets from the very beginning. (laughs) I was like, whoo, that red. Yeah, when you see that moto jacket. So if you were like at a soiree. Uh Uh-huh. A soiree or a party? A party. I guess any. A party. Okay. And people were leaving. Do you think you would whip out, beat it? Like, do you know the moves enough that you could confidently do the dance or like? If the party was dying, if I was at an industry event. Yeah. Um, you have to do something. Where people are stuffing crab into their purse, you mm-hmm. know, snooze fest. I would definitely get the spotlight on me. I'd want silence. <laughs> silence. <laughs> you want to darken the room and just the spotlight. Spotlight on me. <laughs> I'd start with my West Side Story choreography. <laughs> Everybody's always talking at me. I would sing better on, on it. it. Bet on it would play from <laughs> High School Musical 2. I think I could do all of the Troy Bolton moves. Yeah. I'm very confident that I could get the party started 
with bed on it. Yeah. What Start do you, a whole flash mob. I think. I would so. get up there. I, I'd dance with you for sure. Big I think if, if people started to, I think, yeah, I could see it happening. But that's how I get the party started. Okay. Or very timely murder on the dance floor. <gasps> yes. Just start. Do, are you doing the moves from Saltburn? Like, are you doing oh, like the. Or just get naked. <laughs> <laughs> the moves. <laughs> Step on getting naked. No, but you know, where's that grave? (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, you know how he does like a wacky dance? Like, maybe not. You don't have to. That'd be wild, though. I don't know if that would start a trend if people would join in. I guess you know you're. You'd have to know the crowd. Like, are the crowd? You know, you'd find out what kind of crowd you're in if people join you or not. Either they're down or they're not. You know, you you know the real ones exactly. (laughs) <laughs> if they if they if you know you know naked flash mob um i do love a good flash mob but i do love it like murder on the dance floor is before feist one two three four remember mm. that flash mob kind of yeah chore- i love a good choreography moment that's kind of like the electric slide you know yeah i'm into this i'm into like spinning around and clapping you know I wish I Taking knew. Taking it back. I wish I knew more moves because, like, I don't know anything. Going for. <laughs> See, I, I don't. I I know the Macarena, but I don't think that's enough to get the party started. I feel like people would be bored. True. I know the Cha Cha Slide. Th- that could get the party. That I think that could get the party going. It's got men like plenty of weddings started functions. Yeah. Yeah. I do love. So at this party. Where Jenna starts doing the thriller dance in the gorgeous Versace dress. Mm. Everyone gets up, including Andy Circus, who plays her boss, yeah. to do the thriller dance. Like it's the electric slide or the cha-cha they slide. They just go up there. Like, they all know the moves. Like, or even the Cupid shuffle. They act like everyone just knows thriller. I don't know thriller. I don't know thriller either. I know this. Probably because of this movie, to be honest. Yeah. Um... I do love so uh Jenna works for Poise magazine. Terrible yes. name. I know it always makes me think of like the the pads. Well it depends. It depends. <laughs> oh, that'd um, be terrible if the other magazine was depends. <laughs> Poise and depends. Like they just didn't have the either that would have been on purpose or it depends. Yeah. Uh no, they're sparkle. Sparkle. Which makes me think of paper towels. Still yeah, like me paper too. products. <laughs> I'm like, what are these names? I, I think when I was a kid, I was like Oh, these are pretty good names for magazines. But now as an adult, I'm like, Poison Sparkle. That's, that doesn't sound real. Like, this sounds made up. Definitely. It de- it definitely seems like a first draft, like, pick. Yeah. Like, you know, you just got to write something down. You're like, Poise, Sparkle, which I love. Yeah. I Yeah. But Poise just doesn't sound like a fashion magazine. But it should because it's Poise. Yeah. But it, I don't know. It depends on who you ask. Yeah. So yeah, Jenna works for Poise. Oh my gosh. Can we yeah. talk about like when she like steps into the office She's- and like people are bombarding her with questions and telling her like, oh yeah, you have a, a meeting with so-and-so. And then like her assistant is like, Eminem is on the phone. He wants you to make a decision now. And she's like, peanuts. <laughs> she's like, no, play, no peanuts. Yeah. I love it. Just not knowing who Eminem is. <laughs> it's really, that's a very 2004 joke. It's, it's like the obligatory joke. I get I get the joke for sure. It's yeah. just so funny. 20 years later, 
Eminem. It it did take a second for me to like register. Of course, I know who Eminem is. Yeah. But it, it took a minute for me to be like, oh, she wouldn't know Eminem because she was in the 80s. It, you know, it kind of, it, it was a little more of like um <laughs> like an A to C joke now, which, yeah. Which very Because everyone knows sad. Eminem. Yeah. At this point. But no one knows Eminem. I mean, I haven't thought about Eminem in so long. I'm always thinking about Eminem. Wondering what he's doing. Peanuts are playing. Wondering who he's dissing. Do you th- does he still make music? I think so. I think he made a diss track not too long ago. I forgot who he dissed, but. Machine Gun Kelly was the last time I. Oh, maybe that was who. That was like five years ago. Was it? Seems like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Who's to say? Maybe know. you did fall on. <laughs> I think I felt, yeah. You're ahead. You're actually 13. <laughs> You're like, where's my Bobby Jack? Where's my Bobby Jack? <laughs> but yeah, we did talk about the fashion a lot. I have in my notes, Mark Jacobs is Jenna Rink coded or maybe vice versa. Mm. But, but yeah, I do really like the way that... Susie DeSanto tells a story of the characters through their clothing. Mm. And I do love how it has its feet on the ground. It's it's very realistic, especially in the way that adult Maddie dresses. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the CBGB's graphic tee with some, like, khaki pants on Mark Ruffalo or the nod to the Talking Heads when he wears the Talking Heads t-shirt mm-hmm. as adult Maddie. It makes sense. Totally. It feels like a lived-in character, and it connects. Definitely. I mean, it was funny, though, in, in the behind-the-scenes. So the director was apparently his first time directing, but he was a big fashion fashion guy, fashionista. Ooh. Lover of fashion. And um, Susie DeSanto had Mark Ruffalo in, like, a, like a Dolce & Gabbana jacket in one scene, and the guy was like, ooh, Dolce & Gabbana. And it was just like, in that moment, they knew it was so wrong for the character because Maddie wouldn't yeah, be wearing- Yeah, I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Just- if, if you can sense it's Dolce and Gabbana, like Maddie wouldn't be wearing it. Uh-uh. He's- he goes against the trends. Definitely. He's very much like, be your own person. Like, don't buy into anything. Like, he's also not concerned about like wealth or like- uh, Material Status things. or- Yeah, anything material, which is refreshing. Definitely. I mean, now, 20 years later, he'd definitely be into craft beer. Yeah. And just angrily telling you about how good music was in the 90s. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Very Ron Liv- Livingston coded. Ron Livingston? <laughs> uh, Burger in Sex and the City. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's like the um, the us, like tethered <laughs> version of Maddie <laughs> is Burger from Sex and the City. But... But yeah, and like the way that Jenna starts out, it's very like light touches. But throughout the film, Jenna's color palette does get warmer, mm. and um, she wears more pinks. She does. I noticed that she has like this like kind of shabby sweater looking, you know, which I guess is very two thousands, very two thousand. You know the one? It's very. It's got like a collar and it has like the fringe. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, like a. And it's a very 2000s top. Yeah, it's when she goes on that like late night walk with Maddie. And I think she's just wearing like some type of graphic tee and the Uggs. The Uggs, yeah. I don't know if that's in the frame, but I did see the wide of them behind, you know. It's a vibe. Definitely. But yeah, she does wear more pinks. So that's true. Yeah, she gets a little more romantic, a little more like little girl in love. Ah. Which is, but it's very in for the time. Like that, like 
middle 2000s. Like, yeah, shabby chic. Yeah, shabby chic. But Oh, my God. Why can't I breathe? Why can't I lift Sorry. air? I, I, I know that was like out of the blue, but it's... No, no, no. Just, we got to talk, talk about the, about the romance and the soundtrack. Yeah. Yes. The soundtrack is great. Full of 80s bangers left and right. Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield. A bop. Burning Down the House, Talking Heads. Burning. Oh, wait. Love is a Battlefield. Love is a Battlefield, Pat Benatar. I love how throughout this movie, too, Jenna just preaches that love is a battlefield. Like, to these girlies, like her 13-year-old friends. The problematic scenes. <laughs> the problematic scenes. But she's like, hold on. Let me stop you right there. Love is a battlefield. We are str-. She, like, gives them, like, a talk. She makes it sound like it's, like, the heartache gospel. Heartache to heartache, we stand. Like, she's giving a talk, like a TED Talk or love something. Love it. Like, um... A movie that came out around the same time, New York Minute, with Mary Kate and Ashley, when uh, Ashley Olsen, I believe, goes up in front of everyone to, I think she's trying to apply for Harvard, mm-hmm. and she quotes <laughs> Avril Lavigne. Why do you have to go and make things so complicated? That's iconic, though. I want to do that in real life more. Just, I mean, I feel like I do that a little bit. I feel like we both do. Brie, chill out. <laughs> what you yelling for? Lay back. It's all been done before. Everyone has a podcast. <laughs> oh that was me earlier to you today i wish that would have really oh yeah well, after you like texted me you mean yeah or, <laughs> and I I heard nothing. Just... <laughs> yeah but i also said nothing back it was just a let it be crickets. <laughs> uh but why can't i by liz fair it was everywhere i love the song so much i still love the song it brings me so much joy same it feels like a walking talking singing you know rom-com scene and it just that's actually that song encapsulates what it is to be in love or feel like you're like falling in love with someone i love it it just yeah it gives you the warm fuzzy feels it also can like send me down like Remember when I wanted to watch How to Deal with Mandy Moore so bad because of my... Because of the song? It was because in the trailer they played Why Can't I? Why and can't, I think uh-huh. they played in the movie. Yeah. And they're like up... Aren't they up on like a... Not a roof, but like a... Something. Something. Are they, are they in they the rain? In the, yeah, maybe. Is that the scene? But anyways. Anyways. It's not as good as this movie. No. But anytime you play Why Can't I? The point still stands. It's, it's like if Kiss Me is to 90s rom-coms mm-hmm. why can't i is to 2000s rom-coms. yes i was thinking about that too it elicits the same kind of feelings definitely yeah and i just want my life to feel like a rom-com so same. sue me <laughs> um <sighs> but i do love the romance between jenna and maddie same it's super cute it's uh, it's really hard not to like root for them you know you just really want them to be together like the whole time. You're like, ah, come on. Definitely. It's it, like because when Jenna is in her 30 year old body, she realizes she's made so many mistakes or she's really kind of clawed her way to the top. And, you know, she doesn't see her family anymore and she's not friends with Maddie. And, yeah. you know, she sleeps with married men and she does things that she's not proud of. And she she starts to realize she might not be a good person. And I think seeing that happen, I don't know. I think Jennifer Gardner and Mark Ruffalo also play these two characters very real. Like, mm. I don't know. It's just, it's so infectious, too. Like, Jennifer Gardner's smile just, like, carries you through and, like, Maddie. But, yeah, you want them to be together. 
Yeah. Like my favorite scene is when they go on that walk mm-hmm. through the park and they're, they're like they swing. They're eating the razzles and she's like, what's my tongue? Or show me your tongue, Maddie. It's like, Ugh. yeah, she's like razzle red. It's so cute. It's like they're literally 13 again. Definitely. Like she's like, you want to know something? You're the sweetest guy I've ever known. <laughs> and waterworks. Tears. The waters. I know. Is that the third time? Face. You never told me the third time that made you cry. Um. Well, I got duped swindled and bamboozled so like around the time because i know this scene is one of my favorite scenes in a rom-com when maddie and jenna are at the park and they swing and they have the razzles yeah and it's like a almost date because they're talking about the because jenna ends up like the subplot of this movie is the magazine is is having a dark day with a competitor sparkle and they have to do proposals and jenna redesign and jenna gets her her head she like wants to do a very kind of teen vogue Uh meets abercrombie ad yeah which can we talk about those proposals for a second whose proposal would you pick would you pick hers or would you pick lucy's because neither they'd be both fired they'd be both fired they'd be both out on the streets (laughs) their bags would be packed no you didn't like one or the other i mean lucy's is a little extreme lucy lucy's like fashion suicide you thought heroin chic i'm gonna be more heroin chic which talking about 1997. I know, right? Who is she to criticize? I'm like, girl. Also, babe, that wasn't that hasn't been in for like a, a hot second. Yeah. And then Jenna's was was very sweet, but it's a uh, it's a little too sweet. Little like, too why sweet. do I I don't want to see my <laughs> sister or my friend's older sister in a magazine? And how would you get them in there? How would that happen? Like. Yeah, I don't. I don't I know. Get, it's I, sweet though. It's a sweet it's thought. Sweet. It's a very sweet thought. Yeah. What did you think of their proposals? I feel like because I haven't seen this movie in so long, I used to think, oh wow, that's brilliant, and but I, I still think it's a sweet idea. It's like, a sweet sentiment. It is, but I just don't think it's very realistic. <laughs> but neither one of their proposals really do a good job. If I'm being honest, like when I don't. Jenna and Lucy single-handedly destroy the magazine business that's like, why, why we don't, don't we have pick- magazines anymore that is why because we're getting proposals like that i do feel like i do feel like they they were like nostradamus they really pr- like predicted the magazine industry because i feel like magazines did in the 2010s either say let's go really that's, edgy mm-hmm. or let's Same. show real people oh my god i don't want to see real people I also don't want it like so edgy. Like, yeah, you're trying too hard. Trying too so, hard. So, what I'm saying is, this is really just like a horror movie in the making. This is a prequel. <laughs> the, the fall of the magazine. Or not a horror movie, like the big short, but for the magazine industry. Yeah. And not based on real life events. No, it, it was real. It was real to me. This happened. Uh, they also made the stock market crash like let's just blame them for everything they occupied wall street they did Um, they were there they were at the that's where the party was it was wall street remember like yeah 47 wall street i don't know something like that the one person maddie would have been like against the one percent they would have never worked i'm surprised that he showed up at the party same do you think it was just morbid curiosity? I think so. Yeah, he was like, "What?" He probably also had nothing better to do. What does he do? No offense, like we know he's engaged, but like, what does he do for fun? Uh, like, does he go out at all? Because 
we know he gets food ordered to him and that's all they really show us plus he has like a lot of records and he's a photographer yeah i love that he's super cool we just don't see we don't know what he does like you know he doesn't seem like maybe that social no and he's probably traumatized by parties because did you see how in the middle of dancing thriller he just rushes out yeah he's like uh, I gotta go because it's a party. He can. I bet you. It's because it's a party. You think he has social anxiety? I think he has social anxiety from that thirteen-year-old, like from Jenna's birthday party. I bet that was the last party he ever went Talk to. Talk about trauma and black. He's been, tra- yeah, because she throw. Supposedly she threw the house at him and said, "Get out! I never want to see you again," or something. See, I interpreted that as Maddie <laughs> was so overcome with his feelings. Oh, that he was like, "I gotta go." That, you know, that makes more sense. No, but I like this idea. <laughs> no, this is very deep that he's like traumatized. I think he's traumatized. Yeah. By Jenna. <laughs> oh. uh, um, that, that is something. That mean, mean girl. That is something that I don't, I didn't really pick up on when I was younger is the fact that they do explicitly say Jenna's not a nice like woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that as much either. I was like, she's amazing. She's awesome. Same. And then at the end when, um, you know, Jenna crashes Maddie's wedding, very speak now by Taylor Swift, but she goes to the wedding and she's like, I love you, Maddie. And he's like, I love you too. Blah, blah, blah. But, but. I'm going to stay with my wife, my now wife. Who looks kind of like Jenna. He just has a type. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Very, he has a type. Um, but it's so sad and I was crying really hard. But I do understand. I think that's what makes it more sad is I do understand that like Maddie's like, I've always loved you, but my chick, she's loyal. Mm-hmm. I can't just leave her like that. I've just started meeting you and you kind of, yeah, you know, some things about you that are a little sus. Yeah. The trust has been broken. Yeah. And she hasn't done much to fix it. I mean, how do well, you, you in that time? I mean, it's they don't give her a lot of time. Yeah. She doesn't have a lot of time. No. And that's life, baby. That's sometimes. Life. Sometimes, yeah. I love when she goes, though, and talks to her mom. And she's like, hey, mom, do you ever have any, like, regrets? Like, any big mistakes? And her mom's like, no, nothing. I regret nothing. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Her mom's <laughs> the queen. <laughs> that made me laugh just a little bit. Yeah. Because you, you know, you live and you learn. Yeah. She did say something like that. You live, you learn. learn. To quote Alanis, you live, you learn. Yeah. That's basically what she said. Basically. Yeah. Man, I can't imagine how insufferable and annoying, like, like I'm thinking about like being, I don't know, like a hipster in 2004 and listening to two girls talk about 13 going on 30 then mm-hmm. and being like oh my god they're just basically singing the praises of like every Lilith fair girl and like into rom-coms and I'm like yes yeah I love that lift for it but I hope as a society we've come around I think we have a little bit to the rom-com yeah to the rom-com to like this movie is in a lot of movies of this time or like step by step it is like you live, you learn, or mm-hmm. love is a battlefield, or why'd you have to go make things so complicated? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. very, I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, I'm a child, Adam. I'm a mother. Yeah. I'm a sinner, I'm a saint, I do not no. feel shit. Mm-hmm. That was the mom in 13 going on 30. Yes. 
That's based. That she said all of that. She said in one sentence. I'm Meredith Brooks. Mm-hmm. Bench. Period. <laughs> She's a little bit of everything. I'm all rolled into one. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been actually that been good. good yeah that they should use that song because like i feel like jenna or jenna is that her name okay yeah. sorry <laughs> i'm like is it jenna Gen- is it jenny because no, no i don't know i i'm thinking of like the 80s and there's that song jenny. jenny's number i don't Eight, know six seven five three oh nine yeah all the 80s propaganda definitely 80s had the best songs right i think so i i think by numbers wait speaking of 80s songs there's a scene where Jenna gets ready to I want to dance with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Like she puts on her makeup yeah. and she's playing like I want to dance with somebody. Yeah. And she's in her fabulous closet. Yeah. Did we talk about this already? We I did not. Okay. Because I I don't know. I just, I feel like it's important. She puts on a shit ton of blush, which is relatable. That's probably me every morning. I'm like. <clears throat> <clears throat> but are you listening to like Love is a Battlefield or like I want to dance with somebody? I want to dance with somebody. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, but I would. Yeah. I'm not above it. Same. I don't know. I just, I liked that energy. I liked the musical montages while putting on makeup. So good. Her closet is amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. Um, I, w- I would be remiss, Brie. This mm-hmm. is one of my obsessions. It's uh, Versace Spring 2003. Oh. I... I would say this Versace collection is seminal in my, I don't know, it's just my my Roman Empire. But yeah, Jenna wears one of the pieces from the Versace Spring 2003 Ready to Wear collection. It's the iconic short dress, like multicolored. You you know. Everyone knows the dress. Uh, you know, she wears her hair up crazy and, you know, Ariana Grande a couple years ago wore a replica of it, yada, mm-hmm. yada. I just love that pattern. I love that dress. I love, I don't know, just something about, about, about this collection. It's so vibrant. So many like colors. lime greens. Yes. Violets. There's like teal in there. Red? But it works. It works. But it's so good, and all the just like neony colors in this collection. The silhouettes are very early two thousands, but very flattering because mm-hmm. it's Versace, so it's or Versace, so it's Versace. Very early two thousands. Um, I love it. So many neon colors in this. Collection. Yeah, it's very neon. I wonder. Well, because there's a lot of neon in the 80s. Maybe there's something to like just like the color palette, you know? Susie DeSanto knew what she was doing. Yeah. She wasn't messing around when she did Jenna Rink's Mm-mm. costume. But I don't know if it's from this collection, but it is definitely Versace 2003. But Beyonce in the Crazy in Love music video is also a Versace piece. And that's equally as iconic. Ooh. And then Zendaya wore it like a couple years ago. You know, you know, Crazy in Love. You know the Versace dress. Is it yellow? No, it's purple. Is it? Hold but on. You, are you thinking of it's like a yellowy, the corset dress that she wore to the VMAs? Maybe. Also fabulous. But Beyonce in the year 2003 wearing Versace 
and Jenna Rank just just uh, oh I so see. good yes this dress yes it's got that lime like touches of lime green I mean it's Versace it's the same yeah I believe it's the same collection it's gotta be if not it- it's it's still 2000 it's the same year yeah but yes think about it often oh um okay so the like the greenish yellow corset yes that beyonce wears to the vmas that is the fall winter 2003 oh okay she does wear you're right it's orange this is the spring 2003 ready wear collection it's the crazy in love orange the orange oh okay i feel like i've seen that one for sure and then the purple one that she does perform beyonce performs Mm-hmm. It's also Versace, and it is either 2003 or 2004. So, it's, you know, all the same, basically. Nonetheless, it's all should have done this homework before, but they are all connected. Yeah. And I love it. I, I don't know. I just love all the bright colors. I love the silhouettes. I, I just, I love 2003 Versace. Same. The early 2000s Versace had a hold on us. Definitely. As a nation. Something about it, it's so fun. I think it is like a lot of the bright colors and the, the silhouettes are so, they are very like flirty. Like they're flowy. They're 30, flirty, and thriving. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll, we'll see, see you next, next week. week. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.